She just got what? engaged. Really? Yeah, he seems really awesome too. God damn it, she was with Chris Slate. Chris Slate. <laughs> Chris Evans. He took her Jenny name. Slate was with Chris Evans. Then they broke up. Then yeah. they got back together. And then they broke up again. Mm-hmm. And now... She's been engaged to this artist man, and she seems really, really happy. Well, I guess that's good for her. Yeah. I like um, him. I like him more because I don't like... What? <laughs> no kidding. It's America's ass. Um, really? I, Chris Evans? Yeah, there's a bit. Of, in the Avengers, there's a whole thing about him having a nice... Um, ass in the movies, mm. and then like in the in the end game, he fights himself, and when he, he when he he beats his past self, his past self is laying on the ground, mm. and he's like, "That is America's ass" or something. He makes a joke about <laughs> oh, it, which God. is funny. <laughs> Hi, Wallace. What is this? Yeah, you uh, okay? So we've got a third member again. Yesterday it was sushi, and today it was Wallace, a little champagne-colored, <laughs> doll-faced Persian. And, and is he down? And he's down. And um, just a short meeting. Just a short visit <laughs> with Wallace. I was looking at the relationship advice. Oh. And um, to see if we can maybe do a heavy metal, which is a fun thing we like to do. Mm, it's and spicy. So I look, looked at the top ones. It's like, well, my mom took out $15,000 of my savings to pay for a new car. I was like, <laughs> ah, that's a little above our pay grade. Yeah, I find often on relationship advice, it's like really heavy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I'm not even gonna name. The, I'm not even gonna read this one because it's too sad. Oh God. Um, I, 32 female. I'm terrified of initiating sex with my husband. Male, 38. Oh no. It's like, okay, that's like husband. Yeah, that's a, and they've been married for 12 years. Oh God. Uh, biological half sister passed away. Estranged biological father who I've already disowned, begging to meet me. Ooh, fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my 40-year-old, no, me, 40-year-old male, had my wife, 38, my wife, my wife, 38, <laughs> come home at 3.30 a.m. after a 20-year high school reunion. I was like, ah, that's too much. That seems like something, Scary. is there any other context, though? Wait, that's a kind of a good one, though, because, <laughs> because, like, it's not very heavy, and also it seems like he's freaking out over nothing because, like, you can be at a party till three and nothing can happen. Do you want me to give you the context? I would love the context. Just Wife condense. came home at 3.30 a.m., hopped directly in bed, didn't say anything. Wake up and we are feuding over the fact that she came home at 3.30 a.m. after being tilled only a couple hours because she don't know anybody there and will be home. We have four kids. I asked her why she was so late. She said lost her keys and took some guy to a hotel Oh. That was at the reunion and wanted to have angry makeup sex. So we did. And I immediately took notice of how extremely, how extremely wet she was down there and said something <laughs> to her. Her excuse was, I've been wanting to have sex all morning. Didn't think nothing of it. Fast forward seven hours later, her phone is on the kitchen countertop. I look at her phone after seeing a text on the screen from a friend she met there and decided why not look into it and <laughs> see if oh, she's bullshitting. I see a, I see a text to, to said friend that read, just dropped him off at hotel, and he flip, flipped on me, telling me how much he wants me and how he knows that there's more to the story. And then he goes into Facebook Messenger, and there were a few sexual messages. Oh. You know. That's kind of shit. And then it goes on. I don't know if it's sketchy, but I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> at first I thought, okay, maybe she just dropped somebody off who needed to go home. Yeah. And then... Because, like, 3.30 a.m., it's a high school reunion. She could have, like, met a girlfriend who she kind of, like, lost touch with and just had a great time and then just came into bed quietly because she didn't want to wake him up at 3.30 a.m. But then the other stuff kind of seems... I feel like if I'm... If I'm... If we have four kids together, Mm -hmm. four children together... That's a lot, yeah. um, And you are like, I'm going to go out for a bit and I'll be back at this time... I'm fully expecting you to be back at this time. Oh, I didn't realize there was a specific time she was supposed to be back. And the only reason I say this is because four children is insane. Yeah, it's a lot of people to work to take care of. <laughs> yeah, it's like not only that, it's more that like if you and I if you and I are responsible for four children, then it has to be a ma- if you're if you're late by like a few hours, I'm like you're dead. And now oh, I have God. to take care of four children without you. That's true. That is scary. Which is like just – I think that if this was a normal – if they were just an average couple, 
coming home late can happen. You go like, I'm going to go to this high school reunion. I don't really know anybody. I'll probably be back soon. Then once you're there, you're like, oh, I'm actually having a good time. All it takes is like one person to go like, like, Elena, is that you? And you go, oh, shit, how have you been? And then you connect. And then suddenly, like, time is passing. You're being nostalgic. Like, you know, you're texting me, maybe like, hey, I actually ran into someone. Oh, yeah, you can you tell. Know, like, you can keep them updated. That's yeah, true. and then you're just also, like, Also, oh, I feel like, is it a faux pas to, like, bring your significant other to... Four uh, kids. Probably just don't want to get a babysitter. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true for sure. But, like, just in general, like, if I had a high school reunion, like, I guess I could go with JC. But, like... I was like, who the fuck would I go with? I would want to bring you and be like, I need somebody to go home with at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody's you. Some people, like, imagine That's true. it's me and you, you're 40, four kids. You may be like, I just want a night out. I just literally want a night out. Remember, four kids. Four kids, yeah. <laughs> it's not true. like me and you and the cats. But then I would probably still want a night out with you and I would just get a babysitter. <laughs> Maybe the babysitter's too crazy. Maybe it's literally like, such a headache to get a babysitter. Mm, maybe. Because four kids. And we don't know where they live. Like, I, my assumption is that I'm nervous. I would be nervous about leaving our precious child with a stranger. Basically a stranger. Well, I feel like, though, depending on how old we were. Yes. And how old my relatives were. Like, even if my parents were too old, I could just call up Uncle Lorne. But know? this is the benefit of Cousin multi-generational Greg. privilege. Yeah. Not everybody has a family that you... Like, I couldn't necessarily just call my family to watch my kids. Yeah, that's true. Necessarily. They might just be busy with their own yeah. stuff. Even, like, my cousins, like, Chris and Kayla are, like... Um, yeah. I think know. we're actually, you know, living here in British Columbia near your family. It does actually make it easier to potentially have kids. Yeah. There's an infrastructure <laughs> there that's like, okay, we would, like, be okay. We wouldn't we wouldn't starve, you know? Like, we'd have a situation that we could fall back on. There's infrastructure. There's, like, multiple people. It's the way it used to be, I imagine. Yeah. But this person has four kids with this guy and decides to be out all night and stays at a hotel with this guy and then... Is that what actually happened? I thought she was dropping... She took him to a hotel because that's where he was staying and then fooled around and then came back. Yeah, she said that she didn't have her keys, so she went oh. to a hotel room with a guy. Oh, that's, oh I, I missed that. I thought I thought he didn't have his keys or something. Anyway, I, I must have... Even if that was the case, you run into some random guy from high school, you're like, yo, you don't have your keys? Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Unless somebody's like really unwell. And then usually like, I don't know, if I were to drive somebody who was really drunk home, especially like a man um, that I wasn't interested in, I would be a little worried, honestly, for my safety. And also like if they got sick, like I'd want somebody else with me in case they needed to be carried or like yeah. they attacked me because they're drunk and like belligerent, you know? Yeah, but this isn't about that, you know? No, it's not. It's about that. She wants to feel dangerous. She wants that. Drunk whiskey dick. <laughs> yeah, she just wants to get get on it, you know. Yeah. I so feel yeah, bad so I, I wanted to open this up with a heavy metal, which is when you and I meddle in people's business and give advice and whatever. But yeah, it's too serious. I understand why podcasts use a Yahoo answers yeah. and yeah, relationship advice is full of like horrible like my sister blackmailed me to like give me her wedding venue that one now was what <laughs> yeah, yeah was like, oh i don't know you don't talk Fuck. to any of them ever again yeah actually that is what happened that wedding one in particular i think it did end kind of with the groom's family being like okay honey like you're with us now like say goodbye to them and the groom's family was really nice and they made like a potluck dinner and all this stuff <laughs> yeah this is this is how i know i'm stilted as fuck to a degree because it's like my my ability, my relative ability to cut people out mm. is uh, is it's a sharp blade <laughs> that I've used many times. I just like don't waste any time with it. I'll just get rid of it. I'll just get rid of the fat. You know, someone's like, thank God, like I'm in a situation with my family where I have universal approval of my life. People are like, awesome, you're a musician. Like, yeah, this you're just doing great. something different than all. Especially them, in the you know? South Shore, yeah, it's a lot of labor. Yeah, the place I'm I'm from is a lot of labor work, which is amazing and you and i benefit from it every day but i I'm not, i don't feel like i'm super cut out for it and uh but if somebody was if i went to a family thing like we joke we just got back from montreal recently mm -hmm. where we did some family stuff on my end if, if i had people fronting me by like the way i lived my life and the way i conducted myself it would be so easy for me to be like all right 
bye. Like you're never going to hear from me again. Yeah. Because I have I have so little time for that kind of thing. But uh, but that's probably because of not being hugged as a kid or like from not roughhousing enough. Like some some shit like made that happen. Well, I think also um, I think you witnessed firsthand like the power of like familial manipulation and how much that can really like affect your life. Absolutely. How it can like if you let it go can really like control where you end up and what happens and like totally yeah i think you've become like very strongly like independent um in that way like you don't like for example i was totally distraught after a very frustrating day mm. with my brother um yeah. whereas like i think you're you've become like because i i like let them have control over me a little bit sure you know whereas yeah, yeah. you don't really seem to have that of course like it upsets you when things happen sometimes but like I think you have like a good strong sense of self and the fact that like you know that what you're doing is like righteous and like good and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's it generally it's like the way I measure this stuff is sustainability. Mhm. How sustainable is this? How sustainable yeah. is your diet? How sustainable is your mobility? How sustainable is your exercise regimen like all this kind of stuff? Um and unless you're in a position where you are across the board acting more sustainably than I am, I have a tough time taking your opinion seriously because, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it all just comes down to a priorities. Like my, my priority now, my main goal, my star that I'm walking towards at all times, or at least I'm trying to. There's a lot of like wavering, but the thing that I'm trying to do um, is bigger than music and it's bigger than family and it's bigger than like all these things I do. It really is this like bigger picture about, um, sustainability and um, and like just living well and like what that means and a lot of it is just like being present and a lot of it is taking joy from the stuff that gets big results so it can't be like I want to be a really good piano player yeah because that's just not a good goal it like doesn't I feel like it doesn't hold up but the love of playing piano and the love of sequentially Doing things that are slightly more difficult than the thing you're currently doing, yeah, is a very sustainable thing because you get these little bite-sized accomplishments. You know, you just try to do something that's a little harder than what you could do, and that is so hopefully going to ripple out. Yeah, and like if I um if I put myself in a mindset where my goal is to just like attack things one day at a time try to make some order from chaos and try to like sequentially in these little chunks get better at stuff, then I think that ripples down into exercise, eating well. You know, like it just, like those actions kind of when applied to anything in life end up working out yeah. well, you know? So, so all that being said is that if I think it's important to be in a healthy relationship with a woman because I'm a heterosexual man, if I feel like it's, probably good to make a decent amount of income and buy a, a property where you can have sustainable um, energy, all these kinds of things. If I think this is the best way of doing this, and then I look around at other people who are not doing that, if they start to criticize me, my life, my the, what I know and what I don't know, what I've chosen to spend my time on, blah, 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 I have sort of, it's almost like there's like a bubble around them where they just like can't reach me because I'm like, we have totally different goals like basically yeah. like you're commenting on me as if i'm an alien and you just like don't understand what i'm about or what i want and from your perspective everything i'm doing is is crazy yeah but from my perspective it's like for example like not driving neither of us drive yeah and although i do feel the when i need to move a couch like i do feel that mm -hmm. pressure of like oh, i should drive um it's like i have not spent x amount of money on gas in my life yeah and the gas that you're burning is just collecting in the atmosphere. It's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. And being in that sitting position all the time is bad. And not to not to say that I benefit that other people drive all the yeah, time, like the I, labor work. Sorry, go ahead. And I think there's a difference between um, somebody who drives all the time and somebody who has a driver's license for specific purposes. Like we talk about maybe going up and doing like a nice little video at the my grandpa's cabin or something. It'd be nice to just drive up ourselves. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be driving 
to the grocery store and driving everywhere like all the time. Um, like just driving just because it's faster kind of thing, um, which actually isn't sometimes in Vancouver, especially in any city with traffic. Yeah, I'm worried if we do get cars, we will. I, I worry that we just, if we have it, we'll use it a little bit. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm like, oh, because well, people seem to fall into that trap. Because there's a difference, again, like I said, like also having a car, like it's my parents' car. So I don't want to, like if we were going to have a driver's license, it's either like car to go or my parents' car, which both are kind of like you're on like a limit. Yeah. Like you can't just like take it whenever you want kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that's also like beneficial um, because like it kind of stops you from just taking it out for the day because it's like my parents need it to like go do whatever, go to a thrift store, yeah. <laughs> get vintage furniture. And also the, the criticism <laughs> I'm talking about are it's people who drive who look at people who don't drive and go like you're crazy instead yeah. of thank you for not being traffic. Thank you for yeah. not like I have to drive every day. Thank you for not driving, because it kind of hopefully it evens it out. If every other person doesn't drive, maybe like you know, we could still have things shipped to our house. But we, you know, it's kind of like if it would be amazing if half the people stopped driving. Yeah, that's one thing that like I actually get a little confused about with like buying stuff online. Yeah, is that like people say it's like so much worse, but also sometimes I think like. Okay, but then what if all of these people were individually going out in cars to buy the things? Like, isn't it kind of more environmentally friendly that one car, I guess the packaging is bad, but like if one car goes out and delivers everyone's things instead of like eight to like th- like 40 cars going out on the road, you know? Yeah, there, there's also the thing of- Like, I wonder what that it is. Has, the thing has to be shipped to the Amazon- That's true. Like, um, factory or, or whatever, what do you want to call it, like- just storage facility, uh, yeah, yeah. depot, yeah, and then warehouse. it has to go from there to us, and often like from there to the post office. From the post. Now, that's true. That being said, though, I do think that there, there probably is some stuff that is better that we get it shipped, mm-hmm. especially because a lot of the cars now are, are going electric. A lot yeah. of the delivery cars, which will, which is a, an offset, you know. Yeah, that's I what just, I want. If we ever buy a car, can we just like wait till we have <laughs> the money to get like a nice. Actually, <laughs> I think that by the time we'll go, we might be able to get a used Tesla. Yeah, that'd be very chill. By the time we're in a position where we're actually buying, because mm-hmm. we're also talking about privilege, like we also live just close to things that we can walk to. Yeah, we, we live like 10 minutes from our gym, like the grocery store. And at, at our gym, literally in the same building, there's a grocery store and like there's a library across the street. There's a pharmacy. Yeah, there's, there's a little hub, kind of like a village or something where, mm-hmm. you know, it allows us to do that. But, um, but going back to our original point, it's just like if people um, were to criticize me for the way I'm conducting myself, yeah, there are exactly. there are things that are, are are generally like, yeah, you are correct about this. Like, mm-hmm. they, and we'll, I actually want to talk about that. But um, but that's not what people are coming. People are, don't come at me and go like, hey, man, you're so talented, but you don't use your time effectively enough. Imagine what would happen if you used your time. I would, If someone said that to me, I would be like, yeah. man, thank you. That is what I need to hear. Like, I do yeah. need to be faster with things. Like, you're totally right about that. And it would also have to come from someone uh, that I respected the way they ran their day. Mm-hmm. I would, they would have to be at a, a point where I'm like, I can acknowledge that you are super effective with your day. And yeah. it's not enough to just get up and go to work because that's kind of like, there's huge penalties for not doing that. I'm talking about stuff where it's like, there's like not really a penalty that you have to feel now. You'll feel the penalty in a decade. You know, you're not going to feel it now. It's like not working out. It's like, you don't, you don't feel it today. You feel it over the course of a lifetime of not doing it. Like that's where you have to pay for it. And the same uh, with your time where it's like, if they were like, I have a job and then on, on my downtime, I also get like this, this, and this done. I would be so impressed. It's like, that is the, t- the ticket. Even today doing this podcast, I was really like, oh, do I like... There's something in my brain that makes me not want to do anything, hmm. even though I love doing things. Mm-hmm. There's something that's in my brain that, you know what I think it is? It's when I'm like, okay, there's 10 things to do. And I don't know. I, I, like yeah. That is what slows me down. Like today we have to vote. We have to go to the gym. We have to, I have to like figure out what I'm eating. Things like this like really yeah, slow my day where I'm like, do like, I don't a, know what I'm eating. You kind of did a light on your birthday. We kind of did like a light planning thing, but maybe we should also do today like a little more like what are the actual tasks on our list right now and like fit those in within that kind of schedule you made. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this a lot. And so far on our Monday schedule, the way what we did recently 
um, is we mapped out seven days of the week mm -hmm. with general goals for those days. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea because I've been really, really big on the idea that big projects are a bunch of little projects and little projects are really digestible tasks that are like pretty easy to do. So we broke down the seven days, including Sunday is Sabbath, where we just don't do, <laughs> where it's, it's, you know, you go ape shit. It's the Lord's Day. It's the Lord's Day. Even God rested on Sunday. So we, we decided to like have it open. There's a part of me in my life where I want to be able to sit down and do something from childhood, like playing video games. Yeah. And but, like, I, oh, sorry. Not to cut you off. I just can't do it. Yesterday yeah. I downloaded Ableton on the PC to fuck around with it because I just like was like, I really, really, really should not be playing video games, mm. but I love it. It's like this thing in my brain, but I just think of it as a waste of time and I just can't, I can't get around. And I tell myself like recreation is a part of the process, but I'm just, I can't have it. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, um, I already know what I'm going to do on Sunday. Um, <laughs> I, if, I mean, as long as like I, I get this week going nicely and I do lots of things, um, I would love to make you donuts next Sunday mm. and have a nice relaxing day where we eat Earl Grey donuts and yeah. maybe I could make a mix of like Earl Grey donuts and like pumpkin yeah, donuts. Yeah, of course, whatever and... you want. Uh, that, that would be delicious. I would love anything you make. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we're doing almost all this daily podcast except for Sunday. So, so every day of the week. There's something to do on our list, which is like do this podcast, which has been running about 40 minutes. It doesn't have to be that long. It could be five minutes. It could be longer. But it's just like, you know, we've been doing this podcast. It tends to fizzle out around 40 minutes. Do it when we get up where there's lots of energy, which is like a thing. With our coffee, Faith. With the coffee, mm -hmm. yeah. That doubles it up, which is nice. It also it makes me like slow down and drink the coffee at a regular pace instead yeah. of me like punching a cup, yeah. making a second cup, and then being like, oh, man, my, my left arm isn't working, <laughs> um, which is a thing that happens. So... So today was podcast, the gym, and then there was another thing, and I was I have to read the book and rehearse because we want to put out more duo stuff, and we need to get that toit, and uh, we need to make a little live video so we can do shows. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. That might be. This is another thing. The waves, the waves of my life. I go from being like. I'm going to do one song and it'll take like four months because I'm really just going to go fucking apeshit on it and make it the best possible. That's what I, guys I've been looking at lately, Matt Corby, Chet Faker, who now is going as Nicholas something. Also, by the way, God damn it. I watched interviews yesterday with both Matt Corby and Chet Faker, Nicholas, whatever. They seem like the nicest guys in the world, literally. Yeah. Like I was so like, wow, these two seem like fun to hang out with. Well, yeah. And I it just bummed me out. I wanted to hate them because mm. I just am like, I'm so envious of their ability. So it's like I wanted to just dislike them, but yeah, they're both just like the real deal, and I hate it. They're both beautiful and fun. They're both like Australian, I think. Um, Matt Corby's from Wollongong, so we know he's that he's beautiful Australian. fuck. He's like a young dad. He has like the is most he, beautiful studio. Yeah, it's just like fuck that guy. That guy is like just. He must be like a bit older than you, though. He must no, be like he's 35. like younger. He's like twenty eight or something. He's like just my age. Maybe he just got started. I think he got yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Well, at 15, he was professionally a musician on the road. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Because of, okay. uh, he was playing with uh, a church. He was in the church, like. Um, oh, was he yeah. with like Hillsong and stuff? I don't know about that. Because that's a that, thing in Sydney, and then Wollongong's not that uh, far. And... I just think about that where it's like, that's this got me thinking yesterday, which was like, yeah, we, I got to like just play live more that does something that experience adds up and networking. And I was just trying to think, do we like go to things in Vancouver and take photos and videos for people and then send it to them? Seems like a lot of work. But then, you know, Jung says that the thing you want most will be where you don't want to look. Also, like, like, thankfully, oh. like, I think if we wanted to do that kind of thing, which I don't even think is necessary, I think if we like if we just get going on doing these little shows with our friend Will and stuff, um, to connect the dots, um, like I didn't, I felt really overwhelmed when I took photos of Looney and Rye. And then I realized that like, I didn't have, like I maybe took 80 to a hundred, 200 photos. Cause I was snapping away down there. I can't really see it's dark. I only have three songs to get some good shots. And like, then I realized, Oh, I only have to send her like a few. Yeah. So, this will, this will, I edited them in like more. 45 minutes and then and it could, probably could have been faster because I was trying to figure out fun looks and stuff. But like, um, I just 
you don't have to deliver very many photos from a band thing. Also, like, I swear that that thing will will at least in my experience, it will dissipate. Yeah, because like, you'll start to be like, I know the the general look. Like it's I've noticed that things get faster. Like yeah. the ideal is that, in my opinion, you take less photos. You 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 have less looks to play with. Yeah. You literally have less clothing. Like in my opinion, it's it's about uh, truly like streamlining and and being yeah. more effective with your time. Like that's that's what it keeps coming down to for me. Yeah, I hadn't done very many um, big lights shows. Like I'd done very kind of like simple shows, either in natural light, like in Montreal, or yeah. or like very simple like twinkly lights. Whereas this was like they had stage lights <laughs> so i was kind of just like experimenting to see what could happen but i think like i think if we took photos of people they'd love it and yeah they would they would and the it only, would just be simple the only consequence of this is that we'd have to go in and out of vancouver a lot which mm. is which actually is expensive if you start to do it constantly because mm. we'll also eat we'll get coffee like it'll it'll That's end true. up being at least 20 bucks. Do you mean say. if we play as well? I'm just talking about networking. Just oh. raw, like we go into the town, we go to a, a, a show, we take photos and we send it to them and we mm. go like, hey, we exist here. We wanted to... There's this thing I was listening to yesterday um, that was like, if you think about it in terms of uh, hunting and we go back to our super like basic human functionality of like, you got to spend a thousand calories to eat a thousand calories kind of game where we're just we're just part of the ecosystem you know and we're not actually apex predator yet but we are smarter than every other thing and we also will straight up just outrun things to death like we literally humans would outrun horses and in 10 days the horse would die from exhaustion mm. because humans are so good at conserving energy you know, planning, like you just bring food with you, you like do stuff like they would just track things until they died. That was like just what humans did. They were just yeah. sick at that. Horses don't have thumbs, so they can't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> don't have thumbs. So, so there was the, there was, the, that is a whole other thing. The, the endurance as being a human quality is one thing. But they were talking about how if you are not the best hunter in the group, but you can organize a hunt, then you are, part of the system and you have yeah. value in that way even if you can't hunt um they said the people who can hunt really well it's not enough for them to just go out and hunt alone so rather than just being the best hunter and then you know either like letting everybody else die or killing them off or whatever because then you're just alone and as you get older you're like no longer the best hunter and you're like fuck the way that you would um the way that you would you know gradually kind of turn into an elder or some equivalent of that is that you would share what you got Mm. with people yeah, and you would incentivize them to come hunt with you and then you could be picky about your who you want to work with because you're offering something does yeah. that make sense like all yeah. this kind of thing yeah so I'm thinking about that it's like in what way are we doing that because right now everything we do is self-serving it's like hey I put out a song if you listen to it I will get famous which will be good for me yeah and the thing that will be good for you is that you will like this song but we live at a time where people have so much music. They have too much music, in fact. You know? Imagine like I'm walking up and I'm like, hey, I brought you food. But they have so much food that the food is spoiling. They can't eat it fast enough. So then, so now our offering is kind of irrelevant. So what can we do? Well, we could do a photo and video, which is like an incredibly, that's like a huge thing. Like the fact that we can document people. Yeah. And it won't be forever. We're going to start seeing more and more photo video people just pop up who can just do this too. Yeah. We have the infrastructure for all that stuff. But the, the the downside of this is that we don't love doing that. No, our love is music. <laughs> but maybe this is a roundabout way of getting to music because mm -hmm. I actually think that the constant pursuit of comfort is adolescence. Yeah. Truly, like, I, I'm beginning to feel like to leave your adolescence is to be uncomfortable, is to suffer, literally. But that isn't necessarily bad because you can reach your full potential through incremental suffering. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And consistency, yep. which is the number one thing. Yeah. So I think about this a lot. I think about the 40-year-olds who dress like they're, who dress like they're uh, 18 and more importantly, eat and live like they're 18. Yeah. You know, you kinda, I kind of have this image of this kind of like chubby bearded guy 
wearing a graphic tee, mm-hmm. baggy jeans, and and high, high tops, top shoes, yeah. which is, I'm not shaming anybody for living that way, but I am like, we are, we are like apes in this ecosystem, mm-hmm. and this isn't a good way to keep like any sort of like. We are in a world where I can do this and there won't be any consequences is, uh, you know, is a farce. Like being, being super connected to, let's say, let's see video games. I see people who are connected to video games. They are, they're keeping track of what is on time and what is getting released on a delay. They are mad at studios for doing microtransactions. They are upset about games that are services so games that you pay like 10 bucks a month to and they they just go on for infinity and they just keep releasing new content for it they get mad that the new content wasn't good or the weapons are balanced funny or whatever it is and i'm just like in my head i'm like this is not stuff that you should be worried about in a world where you know it's like you everybody should be stretching and mm-hmm. this is coming from someone you you met me when i was 26 you're 27, yeah. Something like that. Stretching, exercising, eating well. None of this stuff was on my radar. You yeah. know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was, I've always been this way. I just started to be like, and now I am 30. And I was like, okay, this is, this is where you start thinking about it. Because if you don't, I'm going to be that guy on Facebook that's like, yeah, when you're 40, you just reach for something and you pull your back out. It's just mm. like, I feel like that. It doesn't have to be. Maybe it doesn't have to be that. Yeah, like Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do people who are sick at stretching and have full range of motion, do they pull out their backs when they reach for stuff? No. Or is it just a kid who sat and sat and sat for 30 years and then is like, oh, I'm a little tight now. Yeah. But I'm not going to work on it. I'm yeah. just going to like gain weight. I'm going to eat poorly. Energy drinks, like people who cram energy drinks, like this kind of stuff. I'm just like. Yeah, I think it's really important to like just stay, stay, stay lean. Because like my grandfather... He is a very active 89-year-old. Um, two years ago, three years ago maybe, he got a hip replacement and was hiking up the mountain in like three and a half months, three, four months after that at 89. Which is goals. Whereas we've also met people like uh, that woman that we met last year with the knees that were all messed up. She, yeah, well, she, bad news. Uh, the added issue is that she was like a mom of like three and she was like trying to like balance teaching and all that. So it's hard to do your physio, but like she clearly also just wasn't as active as my, I think my grandfather being active for so long allowed him to bounce back so much better. Totally. And we're, we're not, we're not shaming her for that because it's, the no, reality like, is that it's like, sh- you are, you are the person who has to pay the price for your action or your yeah. inaction, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. So now. To, to, to tie this all up, um, I feel like I'm at a crossroads where I am starting to become someone who is not not literally overweight, but mentally like very overweight. Mm. Mentally, just like th- I've let systems go and run and not not occupy uh, I, I I don't my my mind does not occupy a realm where I value my time. Um, not really, mm. because I just look at other people who are roughly my age, who are more successful. Now, there is the element of they had more opportunity. They started younger. You know, they come from a musical family. They had a freak hit and whatever. Like they had a viral smash in the beginning of YouTube. Like whatever it might be. It's all. It's all. It doesn't really matter. Um, all that matters is, is that they're just really good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why I shouldn't be equally as good and therefore getting, you know, that. I think part of it is just like accepting your situation and where you came from and that like it, the truth is you just have to do certain things differently than people that got more opportunities. Like like sometimes I like I, my situation isn't at all compared to yours, maybe more like emotionally my situation like – is is kind of hindering me um like my self-confidence and stuff and like i think part of it part of what stops a lot of people is like a strong victim complex absolutely and i think like we just have to accept where we are and what we have to do even if it's more than this other person because that other person will probably have to do other things in other areas of their life 
whether it's like, oh, they got fame too quickly and now they have to do like other types of emotional work to like be an adult and like act appropriately and that kind of thing. Like I think a huge thing that I and um, you also, well, you're, you're a little, you're pretty good at it already, but like what we have to do is we just have to accept that we may have to just do things differently that are maybe more difficult at first and than other people. And that's the only way we're going to have to, the only way we can move forward is by doing the, the things that we need to do. Yeah. And, and we can't deny that we have to do those things because of our situation. Absolutely. Like, and, and it literally is, like I said earlier, the things that you want are where you refuse to look. Mm-hmm. There just is, which means to me, like getting up at 6am and going to the gym would do something. Yeah. Meal prepping. Yeah. I think like do something. a great metaphor for actually, I find for almost anything is like, um, it's like diet and like losing weight and stuff totally. is like uh, most people like they say that they diet but or they eat healthy or whatever but they're like oh I don't lose weight but then you look at like their portion sizes are crazy or something you know it's like yeah, you they, really do you totally. cannot just make shortcuts for certain things like sh- shortcuts just don't exist like if you want to lose weight you have to cut down on carbs it's, if, it's you know? and I, I agree and it's also just something that it's often things that you just have it's like it is outside of the realm of what you think is possible, the mm-hmm. solutions. Like when I, like, so I'm, I'm, I recently was hanging out recently in the last year. Cause this is what, this is how time functions at this age is like, mm-hmm. t- like, it's very weird like that. So I was hanging out with this guy and I was talking to him about getting fit. I was talking about how like, oh, my body for the first time is storing fat, which is just, has never, I've always been like so thin, camped yeah. on weight. So my body was now like, felt like it was putting on fat. Maybe it's just psychological, but I felt that way. I was talking to him and I said, yeah, I kind of have a belly showing up and it's kind of like a red flag for me. Like, oh, you you like can't run five miles, but maybe if you could, you wouldn't look like this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have this issue. Mm-hmm. You're burning off this extra energy. Thankfully, running or at least moving a lot seems to have like untold amounts of benefits associated with it. You know, it's not like it's like, well, if you have to run, yeah, your 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 stomach will go down, but it's purely appearance. Just like it isn't. Your brain no, your will heart. give you serotonin and endorphins in your brain and all your functions and all your all your organs and like yeah. sweating is good for you. Like just it's good for you totally across the board. And all you have to do is dedicate 45 minutes to walking uphill at a good rate. And moving around, doing something. Just you know, doing even anything. Like a dance class or something. You know? Yeah, think about how quickly 45 <laughs> minutes goes when you're just in bed sitting on your phone, like whatever. So I'm talking to this guy and he says, well, I think that people at our age, it's normal to have a, a belly mm. when you're like around 30 or whatever. Yeah. And I remember just being like, that absolute, I just, I don't know, I just refuse to believe that because I'm like, there is, I could add so many things to my lifestyle that would negate the effect of this. I'm just like, I refuse to believe that this is just where I'm at. I'm like literally doing nothing. It's the way I feel about music. It's like, I'm not doing anything really to get ahead. The idea that it's like, oh, the industry is just fucked. Like there's nothing you could do anyway. Just like, but I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. I could be doing, I could be streaming. I could be doing tutorial videos. I could be, going out and taking photos and videos of bands. I could be trying to find shows. Like I could literally be doing anything. I could be busking. Mm-hmm. I could be doing just anything more than nothing and something would happen. Um, so, so the, um, the point I was, uh, I was getting at with this is like the number one way that I keep my weight down is I just don't eat. That's like, like it. I eat like one meal a day. If I'm sitting around and I'm not exercising, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll eat like once at five, and then maybe like again, like in the evening, I'll have something else. But yeah, just like that, like it's just like unheard of for musicians to think about all the stuff that they could be doing to forward their career. Yeah. And similarly with weight loss, it's like, have you tried removing an entire meal of the day? Just getting rid of a whole, getting rid of a meal, and it's like you are going to be hungry. Yeah, but your body needs to adjust to like an appropriate amount of food. That's that's the same thing oh, I was saying earlier. Is that like also no alcohol, none? That's yeah. the other thing. That's like it's really bad for you. Wine, especially, you just can't drink. It's you, it's like it's not like they're they're having two shots of clear liquor after dinner. No, <laughs> because that for some reason <laughs> that would be fucked up. Yeah, having like 
you know, just clear liquor at the yeah. end, like to get feel a little tipsy, versus going like, yeah, I'm gonna have like seven glasses of wine, and that that is fine. It's just like the sheer quantity of liquid, yeah, is too much. There's too much sugar in it, and I think like people. <laughs> Don't want, they think, oh, well, it's bad to be, like, we shouldn't be shaming ourselves, we shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's like, no, you shouldn't be shaming yourself. But also, like, that being uncomfortable, I think, is probably a result of past choices. Like, you have to make up, you can't just have sugar and carbs and stuff and expect your body to run healthy. Like, you have to respect your body. And if you don't respect your body, when you try and start eating healthy, it might be uncomfortable at first because your body has to adjust, and that's not a bad thing. And I think that's your a quality huge, of living will suffer. That's a immensely. huge thing that people who are into like intuitive eating and that kind of stuff now don't aren't quite connecting, which is that like it has to be uncomfortable if your body is used to unhealthy foods. Like, there's no denying that sugar and refined carbs are bad for you. There's yeah. just so much data on that. Yeah, if you're gonna do intuitive eating, maybe the threshold needs to be tighter. Of like. Yeah, I only eat stuff that the only processing was moving it from this place to this place. Yeah, and also like intuitive eating. Like I, I read a really nice, interesting article about um, people who are very overweight and they went to this scientific thing and it was, it truly, it truly shouldn't, the whole thing was about like it shouldn't be about shame and it shouldn't be about restriction, but it's actually about like developing a healthy relationship with food and your mm -hmm. body and respecting your body through food. There shouldn't be any shame, of course, and like it is okay to have a sweet and like an amazing donut, you know, like it's awesome and it's like fun, but you need to also like fuel your body for longevity and health so you can feel good. Yeah, you need you fat know? and protein. You need, like, But for those who don't know, intuitive eating is literally just like, I eat whatever I want when I want it. Yeah. Which to me sounds like the worst thing of all time. Because if, for example, if I did like intuitive music, that would basically mean I just like don't really do music. Yeah. Like they, they, I, this is such an old idea, but it's like the professional and the, and the enthusiast or like amateur is like comes from the Latin word lover, like this yeah. idea that like an amateur is a lover, that kind of thing. And it's like every every professional worth noting, like a, the most famous example, the most prolific uh, creative I can think of is probably Stephen King. Mm. Not only has he released the most, the sheer volume of material, yeah. I would also argue that he also has the largest material of like celebrated work, the yeah, largest lot, catalog yeah. of celebrated movie TV, there's a lot of stinkers, but it's like there's so many winners. Mm -hmm. And in the in the books and the whole thing and the Dark Tower is like its own thing. And yeah. the, the Shining. Shining is its own thing. And the Stand is its own thing. And Salem's Misery is Lot. its own thing. And Salem's Lot is its own thing. And Tommy Knockers. And, well, maybe not Tommy Knockers, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it's just like, and that's a guy who's just like, I do X amount of pages every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just does it. You know? Yeah, he just does it and he puts it out. He just keeps moving. Like that's... That is really the the route I should be that we all should be taking with all the stuff with the mm -hmm. things that are most important in our lives, our creative, our work, our bodies, our this is this kind of thing. It's just like yeah, intuitive eating should be like <sighs> listening to what your body needs, not yeah. what your brain thinks you need yeah, because it, you need comfort. Yeah. In my mind, it's like intuitive <laughs> eating is like, um, should I have the the chickpea scramble or should I have the uh, chicken breast and broccoli or should I have like it should be like within this refinement of not refined food but but rather you know there, you just don't allow yourself to eat uh, yeah. candy for example yeah. unless it's you know we were on vacation it's a treat yeah it's like this is the, there's there should be this kind of ebb and flow of hedonism and and I think religious also structure you know of, of the way you run your time in your life and I think a huge part of it is also just like if you do have a donut you should not feel bad about it, and you should not punish yourself for that. You just need to keep living healthily. You don't need to punish yourself and feel bad for it because that will make you all weird and secretive about your sweets. I'm also not <laughs> big on this other thing that people do. Maybe you do. Maybe I do. Maybe people do. Mm -hmm. Where they like will be like, I went to the gym and therefore I can do this. Mm. In my mind, I try to keep those things separate. I try to just make it be like, I just go to the gym like bam, 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 bam. And then that allows me to do this and this every once in a while. I think connecting them, I don't know what it is. Like oh, I went to the gym so I could do this right now. Mm. I think that like establishes sort of a, I feel like if it was me, I would start going, I went to the gym, therefore I can do this now. And I would start to put a ritual together where I exercise and I eat 
and I do something. Mm. I'm trying to like keep it more separate. So this is what we talked about earlier. This is how this conversation started. We can end it on this. The days of the week. We have like three or four beats every day that just like have to get done. And there are things that usually only take about an hour. So we're theoretically, you and I sleep for like 10 hours. We like, because we have the luxury. I think that one of the best things that we're doing for our health is sleeping a lot. I really yeah. do think that. Like I don't feel sleep deprived. I just, if I don't sleep well, it takes me longer to get the same amount of sleep. But the fact that we're not getting like six hours a night, every night over and over and over again for years, which I know that a lot of people are doing, that I think is something I hold close. I'm like, okay, this is like one of the one of the downsides of our of our schedule is how open everything is. One of the upsides is that you can just sleep if you need to sleep, which I think is like one of the most important things for healing, for all this stuff. But let's say we slept for 10 hours. Let's say sleeping, getting up, going to sleep, sleeping itself takes about 10 hours. We have 14 hours left of the day. We have three or four beats that take about an hour each. So we have about 10 hours left over every day to just do whatever with. So we try to make sure the goals are not taking up like a crazy amount of time. But now we have all this extra time in the middle that should, that, that things, that where things should be happen, mm-hmm. happening, you know? Like I think we need to do the Stephen King where if it's just about, if it's about songwriting and being a guitar player, don't you feel like as someone who like plays guitar and sings, you should know like 50 classics? Yeah. I think about this a lot where I'm like, I should just know like lots of songs. Like if I was a, if I was a person who found mushrooms in the wild, I feel like I would have a few hundred mushrooms in my brain just ready to go. Like, yep, yeah, you know, I feel like yeah. music is such a, it's so easy to, and me especially, I play in these boxes. It's very difficult to get out of that. Yeah. I guess the way to do it is you just learn new stuff, learn a salsa lick, learn anything. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's, you know, I, I can, I don't know about you, but I can feel that it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. It's just out of reach. All of this stuff, mm-hmm. all of this access, and it all stems and comes down to the one root problem, which is not being effective with time. Mm. Yeah. Because it slows us down so much of it's like, oh, I, I want to wear this and it's dirty. Yeah. And I'm hungry and I just like literally don't know what I'm going to eat. Mm. So yeah. therefore... I just like stress about it. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to eat then. And then if I don't eat, then I can't go to the gym. And, and you if, feel weird. and Yeah, it's just like all these things. So I think that it's, and even honestly, just like the thing that stops me from meal prepping and getting crazy about it is that the initial upfront cost is so expensive. Yeah. You know, it's like $200 to like buy a week of food mm. and then prepare it. And in one shot, that seems uh, so intimidating when we're just like right, literally starving artists right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like the chain has to start you know, so that it can get going. Yeah. Speaking of which, I guess I'm going to eat some oatmeal and then we'll go to the gym. You can vote on the way to the gym if you want. Yeah, I thought about that. Do you think it's better to swallow the frog, go vote first, then go to the gym? I think so because I also have to carry a little letter saying that you live here. So it would be good to get that not crumpled in the... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to vote, which is super important. Yeah. And then who are you voting for? NDP, yeah, because because in our riding, like, um, it's he's he's like gonna win by a landslide, and um, not by a landslide, but like, I just I I truly believe actually in the NDP as a whole because they're pro dental. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just I love I like Jag Jagmeet Singh. Everything I keep reading about him is great, yeah. and um, I also love Peter yeah, Julian. Yeah, me too. Peter Julian's been a great force in our in my town since I've been like a kid. I also think it would be lovely to uh, to elect a person of color in the Trump. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I also will definitely agree with his policy, which is lovely. Yeah, I would love like an NDP liberal coalition. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is my this is my uh, ignorance or this is my white privilege, but um. Yeah, the in light of everything that I've seen in America, I am fully not frazzled by the blackface stuff. Mm. I think it's in poor quality. I think it's in poor taste, and I also think that it's a product of it's a product of privilege to be able to do that. Like, I'm, there's no denying that. But I just am like the legalization of marijuana is such a huge victory mm-hmm. that I'm kind of willing to to as a whole go like I'm I'm I like how how this. Uh, this administration ran itself. One, yeah. there's only, you know, overall, I just think that like, I can't imagine there's a perfect politician. Can't imagine there's a perfect yeah. person. And also like, I, I just like, I, I, I think it was like so stupid that he did that stuff as a, as a young man. But 
also, it's like he makes conscious efforts and will in the future also continue to make conscious efforts to make things equal for people of color. He brings people of color into the office, treats everyone equally, like does everything, you know? And, 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 um, I think it's, it honestly is just something that already happened. And I think there are bigger issues on our plate right now with the environment, indigenous people, like the way they're treated still treated horribly. There are bigger issues that are currently happening that Trudeau and the NDP would be very well suited to handle better than the conservatives. And I think it was irresponsible for people to be so, so savage and spending so much media time on that sort of thing right before the the election. I think it might be is that I think that literally when you look at the internet, it has the illusion that it represents everybody. Yeah, that's true. And then those those photos of him in blackface, which are not cool. No. <laughs> came out all in succession right before the elections. Yeah. It's like, okay, somebody was... It wasn't Wait, even yeah. like releasing these photos was virtuous. It was like a political attack, which again is like... Yeah, I don't know. Blackface and then sheer coming out and being... Uh, this is Canadian politics for all, those, for all of our American listeners. I think that basically... We cannot put someone in office who denies the uh, effects of climate change purely because let's say it is a big hoax, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. We will not suffer from cleaning our water, from switching over from um, taking fucking 50 million, 500 million dinosaur bones that have turned into oil out of the ground and then burning it and putting it up into the atmosphere. We just will not get ahead by doing that. And the conservatives fully are, as far as I can tell, against the uh, against science, against um, against climate. The Green Party is too small. The Bloc Quebecois is, I'm not going to support a province. I'm not going to support an a, <laughs> a, a organization who's all about one province to run the federal government. Uh and then it comes down to NDP and liberal, basically. That's just like leftover. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to choose from one of these two. And then because and the of strategic party and voting, <laughs> yeah, because of the lack of, uh, I'm not, because of the lack of, um, the lack of, uh, what is it, equal equal representation? Yeah, proportional representation. You just got to go like, well, we got to vote strategically, which I don't actually agree with, but it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. So that, you know, kind of puts us in a little box. So <laughs> the most important thing to do today is vote. Yeah. And we're going to go do that. Then after that, it's go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I like fuck my rib up, my back. Yeah. It like still hurts. That's why I've been kind of, so today I'm, I got to go and take run. it really slow. Don't, don't run. run, really. Yeah, because running is really hard on your hips, which is really connected to your lower back specifically. Yeah, it's connected to my You should thing, do yeah. um, like the bike or you could even probably do the stair climber, but I think the impact will be a lot of stress on your lower back. Yeah, I got. I think that we do a really brisk walk, walk up there. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, then I'll do some 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 other stuff. This is the uh, gotta get more organized with everything. Just mm-hmm. everything. If I want to be effective, I need to be on more of a plan. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go to Starbucks after. Really Shoot. Cool. Yeah, we'll schedule something up. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.